Hey y'all, welcome back to the second time we're doing a podcast. Uh, this will be episode one. That's confusing, but it is what it is. So this is the first episode where we are married. So that's why it's episode one of a marriage podcast. Um, I'm Ryan. Hey, I'm Morgan. Uh, we're back to kind of talk about our time being married up until having our son Judah. So this will be pause a... up until getting pregnant. So okay, up until getting pregnant with <laughs> Judah. So um, this is how long? Years uh, one through five. So yeah, so five years. We we had we were we waited five years to uh, get pregnant and uh, have a kid. So there's a little bit to talk about in there. That's a lot of a lot of time and um, a lot of interesting things happened in those five years. So uh, I guess start us off with what happened year one. All right. So. I know that we have lived and worked in Conyers and Covington area, but I will say that until I met Ryan and we got married and we moved to Conyers, I had not heard of Conyers. I mean, maybe pass it driving by on I-20 or whatever, but I didn't realize the type of town or what Conyers had to offer really. And we got married in June. We moved into an apartment over behind Coles, and we lived there. And I didn't have any friends in Conyers. I didn't hadn't started my job yet. I had gotten a teaching job at Eastminster at the time. Ryan was working as a youth pastor at Ebenezer, <coughs> which is a Methodist church in Conyers. And yeah, we were like excited to get our first place together because we'd never lived together and get this show on the road. Uh, so yeah, I had a long summer of doing nothing, which was kind of challenging that first summer together. Cause Ryan was working. I hadn't started my job. I didn't have any friends. So I spent a lot of time in our apartment, kind of just trying to figure out what yeah. life was about. Um, yeah, I don't think maybe I'm, maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but I don't think when we moved into the apartment, you had a job yet. No, I did. I did. Oh, okay. I had. Well, I, I, had know, I don't remember it that way. I had accepted the job, but hmm. it didn't start until the school year, which then we were starting late, and it was like late August when we were starting. But yeah, I had accepted a job in June. In June, maybe. See, like I remember you talking about I think looking was, at getting a job at Target or Starbucks or something when we first were in the apartment. No, I had this job lined up. Okay. Yeah. I promise. All right. Fair enough. You, you would remember better than me. <laughs> so yeah, I had a job lined up and was ready to get started. If if anybody knows me, you know that I don't sit still well or not have anything to do well. So that was a little bit of challenge, I think, to, to kick off marriage was me feeling bored and just eager and ready and yeah, not having much to do. So I will preface that year one, I know a lot of people say that it's like their honeymoon stage and all that stuff, but that part of that was true, but I think for us in year one, we've never lived together, we've never lived with a spouse, not a spouse, a significant other before, so we were like learning how all that worked and trying to figure out roles, I guess, and marriage and... Mm -hmm. I don't cook. I know I'm like the worst Southern woman ever, but yeah, figuring out that I could re really make like tacos and spaghetti and meatloaf, <laughs> that was about it. Um, so yeah, that was definitely interesting and all that, trying to just figure out 
kind of expectations and things like that as far as marriage goes and living together and toilet seat up, toilet seat down and toilet paper roll on or off or, you know, just little things that you don't think about as often or how you do your laundry and fold your clothes. It was definitely a learning year for us, I would say. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely was. So I think in that year we had a couple of pretty big milestones happen. So, um, I, I lost my job. So the reason we moved to the area is because I had a job and then I ended up, uh, losing my job at the church. So, um, you know, that, that put a lot of stress on us. Well, I mean, maybe not a lot of stress on us, but it was a stressful situation just because, um, you know, we had literally just bought a house. Yeah. So not even, not even that. I mean, like while there were some like actual reasons, I just mean, you know, we chose to move to this area for the, the situation and then that situation was gone and we could have lived anywhere in the world if that wasn't the case. So, I mean, so we kind of, um, I don't know that where we chose to live would have been our first choice if we just got to pick anywhere in the world to live. Um, Having said that, we really like being here now, but, um, you know, when we were young, I don't think that would have been the exact choice And that choice was about, like, I think that was March. So we had been married yeah. a little while. I had started my job at the mm-hmm. school. We had just purchased our first home together. We yeah. were plugged into Young Life. We were plugged into, um, like, a, a friend group. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. By this point, we definitely and had so friends and stuff. And so him I just... losing his job... And him saying, you know, like, we could have literally been anywhere. It's true, but at that point, we had really, really tried to pour ourselves into areas in our community and make friends. And it was like, well, you know, we're we're already here. We're already chugging along with all these other areas of life. So, yeah, yeah. let's we, figure out how we're going to make this yeah, work. Yeah, defi- we definitely decided at that point that we wanted to stay, and we don't have any plans for leaving the area. But um, it was just, you know that was a not an optimal time for that to have happened. Um, like Morgan said, we just bought a house. Uh, that was kind of a crazy situation. We bought a house uh, from an online auction. Um, we... And quick story about that. So Ryan was working at the church. He was gone. It was a Sunday. And I remember this, like, I mean, it's burned into my brain. My brain. I was sitting in my pajamas at our computer desk, and I was in charge of this auction bidding process. So I had to sit there through house after house after house, like bid, bid, bid. But I didn't want to get up and go anywhere because I was nervous that I was going to miss the house that we wanted. And then, like, I'm sitting in this chair and I go to cross my feet, like, to sit uh, Indian style in my chair. And, like, I kick the, what is the top, the tower of the computer, the, the, the actual computer. Right. And I hit the power button and the whole computer shuts down. And I'm like on panic oh my gosh we're gonna miss the house watch the house be like the next one i call ryan and i'm like crying and like panicked he's like it's okay just turn it back on it's not a big deal so i did and i hadn't missed the house and all was well but i remember thinking like i got put in charge of this one thing like morgan you had one job and it was to sit at this computer Mm -hmm. and click bid and somehow i turned the computer off and thought oh man i just blew this entire opportunity for us to get this perfect house and yeah it worked out though yeah we ended up getting the house it was a great house um we definitely took a risk because we couldn't really i mean we had the option to get 
uh, it looked at and stuff, but it didn't matter as far as it was a bank owned property. They didn't really care about that. It was a foreclosure. And so we went in at one time, but like none of the utilities were on. So we couldn't tell if the, you know, if the air conditioning worked well or, you know, any of that stuff. So we definitely could have run into a lot of issues there. However, we got very lucky and it was in, in fantastic shape when we yeah. bought it. So we got a really good deal. We got to live in a neighborhood that was well beyond our means at that point or now even. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, <laughs> sure. it was a really good financial investment for us. And uh, it was a great place to live. Like it was a a, a, the, a good sized house and it had very little property for us to take care of. Um, yeah, it was great. So that all worked out really well. It was just a bummer that, you know, a couple months after we actually bought the house, I think the, the auction was on. In uh, January. Was Halloween. No, the auction was in Hall- oh. in October. I think it was on Halloween. Oh, because um, the closing took forever. We closed in January. Yeah. yeah. So it took forever to close. That um, was stressful. Yeah. Like without going into a whole bunch of stuff just to bore you guys. Like Morgan had, hadn't really built any credit history yet, so they were trying I to build... never had a credit card. Yeah, they were trying ever. to build some credit history for her, and they had to do it like the old school way. And she had just... She hadn't been employed a year yet, and so they were kind of nervous about that. Um, I had only been at the church about, well, I think, like a year or something at that point. Mm-hmm. So so my, I'd only had my job for about a year, so they were a little skeptical about all that stuff. So the, the it took a little while to get the financing straight, but you know, it ended up working out. Everything was good. Um, I will say in the the realm of transparency, our year one, Ryan and I don't really fight, I would say. We've never really. No, we're not. We're not fight. Well, we. We together, our yeah. collective unit is not a fighting kind. Right. But me separately on my own, I definitely can be that way. But, I mean, up until getting married and all that stuff, we've never really had like a... a a knockdown drag out or anything like that. And, and I think that year one, we experienced our first fight yeah. mm-hmm. and that was just like a, an eye opening experience for both of us. I think to, to come to a realization of how we need to just take care of each other and just guard each yeah. other and, you yeah. know, protect our marriage in in ways or, you know, whatever. But the, yeah, Year one, you don't you don't think about people having like their first real fight if they've never had one before. But for us, that's when it happened, and yeah, it was that, a, definitely a learning experience. Yeah, that was would have been pretty early on. I don't remember exactly how far we were still it. in the apartment. Yeah, we were still so that apartment. was within the first mm-hmm. couple months of being married. Yeah, and, and to to give some color to this, that I uh, it was me. Uh, I made a a joke, but. It definitely crossed the line on what was appropriate or what we de- what we have now decided where that boundary and stuff is. Um, it was about uh, another woman, and it it made Morgan upset, and I completely understand why it made her upset. Now at the time, I thought nothing of it, so like it wasn't. It was a little bit of a shock to me initially how she reacted, but after she got to the point where she could talk to me about it and explain what was going on, I completely got it, and it was yeah, it was just something I said that I shouldn't have said. And, uh, you know, it's been a good thing for us going forward because we kind of know where some of those lines are. And, it's, you know, we found it out early in kind of a uh, heightened yeah. emotional stance yeah. way. But it was really good for us. And, you know, now let's just, I mean, it really has never been an issue ever since. No. Just just because she was very direct about it, um, I, was, I was relatively quick to admit, fault like maybe not right away but you know i I came to understand like no ryan you messed up right there and you know that's your fault so 
I, I think, think we, we handled it well for yeah, we did. it being our first fight ever. And I mean, a little bit of backstory on me to to make this a little more understandable for you is if you know me, and I've told you this before, I'm sure, and all my Young Life kids and girls or whoever that I've worked with, like, my heart is incredibly jealous and incredibly defensive and protective of my husband. And so in any any situation, joke or not joke, like, the claws come out. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm always, yeah. I'm I'm ready to... I'm ready to throw down when it comes to Ryan as far as somebody else. Right. You know, somebody else is mentioned or a name or a picture, you know, whatever. I get kind of psycho a little bit. It's gotten so much better, but year one, the psycho came out a little bit, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And, I mean, like I said, I think you were, you were rightly uh, justified to be upset about it. So it's not even like this is just you being dramatic about something. This was like a real a real thing. And so... Um, yeah, so that was, you know, that happened pretty early on, and that was a, a shock to a, a, us, I think. Just, you know, we hadn't really dealt with anything um, difficult, like, interpersonally, or, like, nothing really in our lives had gotten tricky. Like like I said, maybe, I, I don't remember the timeline right, but, you know, the, at first when we were getting married, the only trick tricky thing for us was Morgan finding a job, so it mm-hmm. must have happened, like, right right when we got married yeah, or something like that. Yeah. So, um, so we were a little nervous about that, and then that all panned out, and then, you know, we thought we were, it, was, it was pretty smooth sailing until this point. And then, uh, you know, we got through that and everything was fine. Then I got to the house um, and me losing my job after that. And that that's that was a tricky thing, I think more so for me than Morgan. Like, Morgan handled it really well. Um, and I, I'm sure, like, on the outside, I handled it pretty well, too. But it was, uh, it was a tough time. Like, it's a difficult thing for, you know, you just got married. Um, I have a wife now. We have a house. And I don't have a job. And my whole life I'd kind of been told or it had been modeled to me that the husband's job is to take care of that kind of stuff. And, um, and honestly, for most of our marriage, that just hasn't been the case. Like there's been lots of times where my job's been, my job situation has been in flux a little bit more. Um, you know, we, when we later go on to start a business, like I, I didn't make money for a very long time with that. And so Morgan has been the primary, uh, income generator since we've been married, um, up until this point, like until very, very recently where it's become a little more balanced. Right. So, um, so that was like a tough thing, I think on my male pride just to be like, well, n- you know, I can't, not only can I not, um, provide for her the way I want to, but I really can't provide at all in any way, shape or form. And she has to do it. And that's kind of a, you know, wh- whether that's right or wrong, it definitely was a kind of a, a kick to my self-esteem a little bit. And I think for the timeline there, like we finally closed on our house in January, we move in in January. Ryan loses his job. I think it's the beginning of March, maybe. Um, and so we were kind of like scrambling there to try and figure out what's next for yeah. Ryan. I mean, I'm still at my job, so that was okay. We knew that we would be okay. And then April, uh, another blow, uh, granddaddy passed away. Yeah. So that was like just our our first year was just full of so much. like. Mm-hmm figuring out how to live together and how to be a wife and how to be a husband. And I've never worked an adult job before and figuring out how to be a full-time working woman as well as a wife and a caretaker, I guess. Like I'm not really the most Martha Stewart of them out there, but you know, just figuring all that out and Ryan losing his job. And then 
my granddaddy, whom I love dearly and is my, my, my rock, passes away. I mean, it was just like wham, bam, bam. And all of this, you know, our, our one year anniversary was coming up in June. So it really did fill up our first year. Yeah. And not, I don't even think like even outside of the major events, like you took those away. I still don't think we were the first year still probably been our worst year. It wasn't just that bad things happened to us, which I think we do pretty well when bad things happen to us. Like we don't tend to, we do a pretty good job of bouncing back from that stuff, but like we just weren't very good at being husband and wife. No. Like not that we, we, I don't think we were awful at it, but like we weren't good at it. And mm-hmm. so it definitely took a year. I would say like it was probably, I don't know, it might be year three before I would say like we got like a C yeah. on like how to be <laughs> married together. I mean, um, and that's like, a year grade. Like, there would be times where I think oh, we were points. really good and yeah, then yeah. points where we were bad and then some, sometimes we were just completely average, but... For sure. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it took us... Oh, year one for us was tough. Um, you know, it was a good... Like, I say that, like, you know, we had a lot of fun together and it wasn't like we didn't like each other or anything like that. It was just, you know, learning to... It, that it's not about just about you anymore and there's decisions you have to make together and you know like, we, neither of us were good at that yet don't get on your husband's facebook and check his history of yeah whatever just, just whatever <laughs> like you, know. you learn that that's probably not an appropriate way to handle your feelings <laughs> sure maybe maybe it's not so that's up for that's for you guys to decide in your personal lives yeah it, that, that's might true. not be the healthiest that's true it's not super healthy but rolling into year two so i'm we're basing this off of anniversary to anniversary year wise so we're trying to get ryan a job he ends up working at hibbit sports like in freaking flowery branch yeah so for a bunch of people who don't live here you keep referencing places nearby so i took a job in retail like making like i don't know ten dollars an hour and i had to drive an hour and 15 minutes to it yes so So. then homie buys a motorcycle Mm -hmm. which was not my my most exciting purchase of Ryan's. So mm-hmm. he buys a motorcycle to save on gas. You know, it makes sense. It's totally fine. Whatever, whatever. Um, that year, he also got rid of his nice car and yeah. got his piece of crap car yes. that I... She wasn't a fan of that. Well, I will honestly say I did not want to ride in ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she didn't. No, that's not that's not exaggeration. That that story though, I mean, that's it's because of what was going on in our lives. It is. Like, I mean, we, it was the we didn't best have financial a lot of money. decision. Yeah. I know. We just, you know, a nice car. So this this nice car also it looked like it was about to need a new transmission. That was going to be like six thousand so. dollars, which we didn't have, and sure. the car we were given. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, it it, it was a great, great situation. Um, it was a very very nice car, and I probably won't ever in my life own a car as nice as that again. But yeah, like it, we. That just wasn't a priority, and like that was the first time I think in my life where I made a decision that definitely was gonna suck for the time being. Mm-hmm. But like I was saying, I was trying to set us up better for the future. Yeah. Um, like you know, things were really we're not like rolling around in money now, you know, and we still have a ways to go financially to do the things we want to do in life in the future. But at that point in time, it was it was a lot closer to like, you know, can we pay all of our bills every month and that kind of stuff, and so. The real stuff you deal with at the beginning yeah. of marriage and starting jobs and all that stuff. Like, like can said, we pay our bills? Right. Like, Morgan was a, a teacher at a private school, and I was working, uh, like, a full-time job at 
in a retail store making like ten dollars an hour. So right. I mean, there just wasn't a ton of money coming in, and um, you know, so that was a decision I made. And the issue, I think, part of the issue with that decision is just shows this is a learning experience for us. Like I told her, I was looking at getting rid of the car, and she was wasn't a fan of that, but you know, was on board because of the situation and the money coming up and all that kind of stuff. Like she kind of understood that, um, and then she was gone. On a trip. I, I was at a bachelorette yeah. party yeah. for one of my BFs. Yeah, and so that weekend, like, I had some time, so I went and, and sold that car and bought another car. And, I, like, I told her what it was, but I don't think, you know, she's not a car person. And no, I she's had not no like, idea. It's not like she hopped on her phone to Google what it was <laughs> or whatever. She's like, okay, cool, whatever, I've heard of that. And, you know, when she saw what it actually was, it, she wasn't a super big fan of it. Now, it, the car... Honestly, it did pretty well for us. Like we yeah. didn't have issues with no. it. It it certainly earned its its what we paid for it. It did a good job. Gosh. It just was not attractive. And, and it had what I call funfetti interior. It did. It had a great interior. Like that carpeted was sprinkled. with sprinkles. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So enough about the car. I mean, we get that I hated it and I never wanted to ride it. Thankfully, it was a stick, right? Yeah. So at that point, I had no idea how to drive it. So I was like, at least I don't ever have to drive this thing by right. myself. Um, moving into the, the latter part of this year of marriage, Ryan ended up getting a pretty awesome job, uh, a gig with the Washington Nationals baseball team. Mm -hmm. So he was going to be the strength coach for their triple A team, which meant moving away and living apart for six months. Yeah. yeah. So... It was a huge, like, pray about, talk about, pros and cons list, talk to our families about, figure this out. Is this worth, is it worth it? Like, is it something that we're going to be able to come out on the other side? Mm -hmm. um, and we decided that it was, yeah. and that I was going to support him, and this was kind of not, I wouldn't say the biggest dream gig of his, but getting to work with national, I mean, professional baseball mm -hmm. after he'd loved baseball his entire life and getting to do something that he actually learned and studied how to do. Like, this was a pretty big deal. It was definitely a step up from working retail at $10 an hour. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the, the thing about it is financially, it probably wasn't a step up it might have been a step back like yeah. i definitely wasn't getting paid very well they tend not to pay like the the incoming dudes a whole lot of money there um but yeah it, it kind of is what set the path for what we've done with the rest of our lives as far as opening a gym and, and working in training and all that kind of stuff and yeah it got to, i got to use my master's degree my master's education uh to do that and it was a really cool job it you know i played baseball my whole life my dad was my dad played professional baseball I grew up loving baseball. I played college baseball. And so it was fun to get to be around baseball for a living. Um, and even like the people I worked for, I thought were really good people. The people I got to work with player-wise were good guys. I mean, everything about the situation was good, except that I was gone for about, yeah, six six or seven months. And I got to see Morgan, I'm a, I don't know, so he 10 moved, days total. Right. So we, we, we forgot to mention this part. In January of 2012, yeah, 2012, mm -hmm. we decided to open a boot camp business, yep. a mobile boot camp business. Right. So we were going to go to schools. 
we had a connection at a church in Conyers. We, I was at a school, Ryan had a connection at another school. So we started up this boot camp business. So that was in January. Ryan gets, gets this gig and he leaves March 1st. So we had just started this new business. Ryan gets this um, strength and conditioning job. He leaves March 1. And then I got to see him at the end of March for my brother's wedding. And we got to see each other for two days mm-hmm. at that point. Then from spring train, and that was after spring training. So then he drives in his little beater of a car all the way up to New York. Mm-hmm. Where I think the first couple games get snowed out. Yeah, well, the first game gets canceled, cold. not even because of snow. It just got canceled because they said it was too cold. Wow. It was like, I don't know, and 10 degrees. And this is April. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is crazy stuff that we never experienced. So we go all of April, all of May, and then like the first two weeks of June without laying eyes on each other. Yeah. So we got to spend our second anniversary together, which was huge. I went, mm-hmm. I flew up there. And got to see him and stayed at his little rinky-dink apartment. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we had a great time together. It was, I think I was there eight days yeah, or maybe something like that. Yeah. I was definitely there for a little while. And so getting to spend that time together and kind of just, I don't know. Like, the experience was great, I think, yeah. for us. And then I went home and... Got to go back up in July with my parents. Mm-hmm. We drove, actually, and that was a really awesome adventure. And then from July to September, I didn't see him again until he came. Or no, we, he came to Durham. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I did. I came, But that was, I think, in, I don't remember. I came to Durham, no, which I saw right. him, mm-hmm. and then I forgot. He came. They played the Gwinnett Braves. And I saw him then, like, this time. Yeah, I came and stayed at home, like, instead of staying at the team hotel. Yeah, so he came to the house. So then after that, it wasn't until right. um, the end of September, I think, mm-hmm. that I didn't see him again. And and all the while, we worked really hard on our marriage. Yeah. I feel like that is when communication for us really became a huge deal. Um, I would say that maybe up until that point, we weren't the best communicators as far Mm -hmm. as to each other. I can talk a lot, and Ryan is good at listening, but the communication piece really wasn't there. And I think after struggling with us being apart on my end and just kind of like dealing with some inner demons while he was away, we had to communicate. We were forced to communicate and be as open and honest with one another as we could and so that six months, even though we were apart, I feel like we grew yeah. so much more together. Well, yeah, like so just like we talked about in the first episode that our relationship was kind of built on not being around each other and talking a lot, this kind of let us get back to that, and we did really, I mean, we did well with it. It's it's what was the foundation for us, and it kind of rebooted things for us, and kind of, it was a very positive thing. It was the best situation it could have been for being gone from each other that long, Um at the end of that year, at the end of my my contract with the Nationals, we kind of had some decisions to make because, uh, you know, if, if if I wanted to redo that again, you know, being gone longer. And it didn't necessarily guarantee that he was going to be with this team again either. For sure, yeah, yeah. I could have been uh, any of our affiliates. Um, I actually got contacted by a different uh, professional baseball team, and they were talking to me about a, a kind of a, a higher-level position than that and 
but it required being gone probably 10 months a year um, in different locations. So not like one spot like this. And Momo said, hell no. Yeah. So, it, you know, <laughs> that would have been like a real job. I would have got a salary, made good money. Like this would have been the start of a real professional career for me. But we just decided that it was not worth the impact it was going to have on our marriage to do that, um, even though like that might have been a, the dream job for me it just wasn't worth it in, because of the hit it was going to take on our relationship and, and Morgan and our family was way more important to me than you know getting to work in this thing that I've always wanted to work in or whatever so while it was flattering and it, you know we did think about it we didn't initially we didn't just say no the second we got kind of offered it um, it was a pretty easy decision for us to be like I just don't think that's right for us and so it was it was a one year experience for me um, and it was great and that's kind of what led us to opening the gym because we were like okay so i'm not gonna it'd be tough to find a job like that that's local so what can we do and um i got introduced to crossfit when i was in grad school in 2008 and i always really liked it and was that's kind of the training i was doing um the nationals weren't a big fan of it so i didn't get to do that while, while i was working for them but that was the kind of training that i had done and so part of like the agreement for like okay we can we'll say no to this and then we'll, what we'll do is we'll find a way to to open up shop and do something similar here um you know it didn't happen right away but that was kind of the the trade-off we were willing to make we're saying okay yeah. so this is you're good at this this is your thing you know you, you've shown that that works really well for you okay so what can we do to make that happen here so we continued our boot camp for another year yeah um and it was successful for sure. and like we were doing well I was still working at my same job. I was also coaching soccer at RISA, a local soccer club here in the area. So, like, year three went on. Nothing really exciting or big happened, so we just continued. We were in our same house, doing our same things, and working on the idea and the dream of opening our first gym. I would think the big thing this, that happened this year is, so I got a job working in law enforcement, uh, during this time and I worked uh, kind of like a the third shift so I went in at 10:45 p.m. and got off work at 7 a.m. and then I had some clients that I met certain days right after that so I'd go do that and then I'd come home and try to sleep for a little while because we had the boot camp stuff at like three so it became difficult in our this was another kind of job that put some stress on us because I was awake the hours that Morgan was asleep and vice versa. And then we didn't have a lot of overlap. Um, once again, cause I was the new guy, my schedule kind of shifted around as far as like what days I had off. And so it became difficult to plan our weeks out and, and I didn't often get back to back days off. So it was difficult to come off of that night schedule cause I had to go right back to it the next day. And so it became tough because I think Morgan struggled to understand like why I couldn't be awake and participate and stuff during the day. I mean, she, she, definitely intellectually understood why I couldn't like she understood I need to sleep but you know it's just difficult for her because everyone almost everyone on the planet's life is a certain way and mine was kind of the opposite of that um, it was a relatively like high stress job too and so you know I think like when I wasn't getting much sleep and uh, you know try, trying to adapt my schedule to fit a more normal schedule so I could see Morgan I think I just tended to be uh, like a the version of me that's more of a jerk than the average version of me so that's definitely that's definitely in my personality to, to to be that way but then if you take away sleep and you add some stress in and you know if your wife's not super happy because she's not getting to see you when she wants to or whatever 
you know, I think at that point in our relationship, it kind of sunk back down and it was a tough time for us because mainly just because I, I was difficult to interact with both literally because I wasn't awake or around at the same time as you. And then when I was, you know, I was working on like three hours of sleep and just wasn't, um, wasn't me. Anybody would be, wasn't me. Yeah. Anybody in any situation like that or similar to that would definitely be struggling to be the best version of themselves. And I mean, as shallow as this is, I'm just throwing this out there. I've only ever known Ryan with a beard and wearing his glasses. Like that's just who Ryan has been to me since like day one, no matter the size of the beard, there's always been a beard. And in this job in particular, Ryan had to be completely clean shaven and not wear his glasses to work. So the times that I was seeing him, not only was he not like acting like himself in the Ryan that I knew and loved, but he also did not look like the Ryan that I knew and loved. And I know that sounds terrible, but like when I'm already frustrated or whatever and I roll over or see this guy next to me that doesn't look like my husband, I mean like it just really added some fuel to that fire and made me even more upset in moments or struggle harder in moments just because like you know you want some comfort and some normalcy in this time in our marriage where nothing's felt normal or comfortable because Mm -hmm. we were just in a situation that was tough and it just wasn't there we were kind of like grasping at straws at that point um and I think this is when we didn't fight necessarily but this is when another big moment came where I was just like an emotional basket case with this job that yeah. he had. And she was kind of over it. Yeah. I, I, as the supportive wife, had come to the end of my lane, I guess. And I was done. Yeah. And so it, it all it all kind of worked out well because that transitions into us opening the gym. Um, like, it was a good time for me to get out of there because we were looking at doing that anyways. And like, there definitely wouldn't have been time for all of that. Like it was difficult to run our boot camps while doing that. And then adding the layers of like building out our gym and making decisions and all that fun stuff. So, you know, it kind of naturally came to a good time for, for me to part ways um, yeah. with my job there. And, you know, to add more turmoil to that, as we were opening our gym, kind of all in the same time, rough time frame, Morgan's job, at the school went to part-time and so you know the second we kind of think we have things dialed in a little bit like okay so we're gonna have this gym you know we're gonna sink time money effort into that make that happen because morgan's and we feel like we can really take that risk to do it because we've done pretty good a job of living off of morgan's yeah and i've had three years of a solid salary and like life is going great we open the gym crossfit ransom in may and then in July, July the end of July, it was like the week before school was starting. I got yeah. called into school to have a face-to-face conversation. I told Ryan, I was like, I really feel like I'm about to lose my job. Like, just had this pit in my stomach. I felt sick. Like, I did not want to go to this meeting. Cause I, and Ryan's like, there's no way that it could be, like, bad news. School starts next week. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, okay, okay, you know, you're right. That doesn't make sense, but... I just have this sinking feeling inside me that something bad is about to happen. And sure enough, I go into this meeting and they're like, hey, we're going to have to put you part time. 
So thankfully for me, like part-time meant like I got to choose my schedule. I got to be at school the certain days of the week that I wanted to be. And, you know, that was helpful. And Mm -hmm. then I was able to, you know, CrossFit and be at the gym or whatever in my, my other time. And so it ended up being fine. It ended up being okay, but it was just like such a punch that we were not expecting at all that we really had to like completely bounce back and readapt and all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just another one of those things. Like everyone, if they probably sat down and started narrating what had happened in the last X amount of years in your life, you'll see that there's going to be some ups and downs with everything. And like I said, I think we've been fortunate because of our family and friends and just the people that care about us that we've always been come out the other end fine, but it's all, yeah, it's always a little scary. Um, so yeah, so we've got the gym going. Um, Morgan, the next year, gets a gets a different job. Mm-hmm. She, she has a job where she is now, um, and everything's going pretty good. Um, and then Morgan tears her <laughs> her ACL, um, which this was the however many times she's had right. knee issues at this point. Yeah, so. I mean, it was just like I don't know. For me, the gym at this point had become such a part of who I was. Like, I was training hard. I was becoming a better athlete. I was probably in the best shape of my life. I was really happy in my new job, like, that I had started full-time gig at a public school. So I went from private to public, which was an adjustment at first. But, like, I really started to enjoy it and just dive deep into that. And then I was diving deep into the gym and in my life there. And then wham-bam tear my ACL and like that was another low point I guess for me like just emotionally and mentally that kind of I wouldn't say put a ton of stress on us but it was something that we had to sort through together because when I'm when I'm low Ryan has a little bit more weight on his shoulders and so yeah and and to to, I guess like to fill in the the blanks here a little bit like she was it's not just she hurt her knee and like that's a that's a bummer um she was training pretty hard and had aspirations so i mean if you're not a crossfitter it won't really make any sense to you but essentially moved to the next level of a crossfit competition and um it would have been a really big deal and she's a very competitive person and she had put it wasn't just you know she got hurt and that's a bummer and so she couldn't work out it was she had spent extra time and effort and energy to achieve this goal and had positioned herself to give herself a real chance to like whether she would have made it or not we obviously will never know but she was at least you know we thought that there was a chance this could happen and if things went right like it would have been a really cool experience for her and it just didn't and that was kind of like a, a changing point for her sports side and crossfit side just kind of from here on out like she you know like it was just a time that when things were a little different in CrossFit then, it was a little more accessible for a normal person to make make it to regionals, the next level. Um, if, you know, they didn't spend 20 hours a day training or whatever. Right. And so she kind of, once that happened, she kind of knew that was gone because, you know, she was getting older and yeah. we wanted to have kids and, you know, just all sorts of things. And so... It was just like the timing couldn't have been worse. Yeah. This was her shot, like her, yeah. her one year to really see what would happen. And then we were going to kind of, you know, focus on the business, focus on... Um, a family family and all that kind of stuff and you know it just kind of happened and it happened literally the the day before Before. the competition to kind of qualify for the next competition so So for all my crossfitters out there literally 
Thursday is when the announcement is. Wednesday, we're doing Max Snatch, and I had just hit a one rep Max Snatch, and I was super pumped. No lifters, no knee sleeves, no wrist wraps, nothing. Wasn't expecting it. Hit one, was like super confident, like, yeah, I'm going to go for another one. So went for another one, and there I was, laying on the floor, knee pop, screaming, crying in pain, torn ACL. So yeah, that was that was definitely a bummer. But in this same year, I get, well, moving into the next year is when I think we really started to talk about, okay, well, that that dream of mine is gone, you know, let's start really thinking about a family. And this is one thing that Ryan and I would go back and forth and round and round on. I think like the thing that I would always ask myself is, Morgan, are you ready to be a parent for the rest of your life? And up until this point, I had always said no. I would, I did not want that to happen. And I was like, okay, we'll just keep living life, doing what we're doing focusing on our business and our jobs and, you know, whatever. But I think it finally came to the point where we were like, all right, are we ready to be parents for the rest of my life or our lives? And the answer wasn't necessarily no. It was like, maybe, maybe that'll be okay. Mm -hmm. I don't really know. Um, So, yeah, that was like a thought that we kind of started talking about and toying around with. Um, I forgot to mention that year we moved into a new house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we definitely skipped that part and we went to Africa together. Yeah. So there's a lot of fun things going on. We were enjoying life and in our marriage and our friends and our, and our business and all of that stuff. And all of that was going well. So I think for sure the timing started to seem kind of right as far as starting mm-hmm. a family would go and and it was a it, it became a serious discussion at least yeah i would say when people tell you don't wait until you're ready i think that's true because you never are like totally ready i feel like because you can always think of other things that you could need or want or do or whatever but i think at this point we were like all right it's not that we're not ready completely and it's not that we're, and we're definitely not saying no, like, so let's talk about it. Let's, let's see what, what's going to happen. So that's, I guess the end of everything up until us getting pregnant and, uh, having Judah. So that's what we'll talk about next go around. Um, also it'd be cool. We'll talk about our Africa trip at some point, because I think that that was a, a really a big experience for both of us as, as a married couple, just going there together and getting to see, um, meet the people that we got to meet in Kenya, just get to see all the things we got to get to see there. Um, yeah, it was just a big, I think that was a big event for us. I think so, that could be a podcast by itself. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, so Africa podcast coming your way soon. Yeah. Um, cool. So yeah, that's, we'll, we'll wrap this one up with, uh, right there. The next podcast, like I said, will be about us having, having Judah and, everything from that point on to, to now. Um, we're going to end each week with a question that someone sent us to answer. And so this week, the question is 
from our buddy Savannah, and she asked how we carve out time for one another or find time for one another when our lives are so incredibly busy and we have a kid. So what what does that look like? How do we make that happen? And I would say for the most part, like a lot of it for us boils down on just communicating like our wants and needs with one another. Like sometimes you can go through an entire week and we text and we talk and we see each other at night and, you know, and that works for us and, and that's okay. We sit down and we eat dinner together every night for the most part. And, mm-hmm. yeah. but then there's, you know, some weeks that come by or some days that come by that are just like, completely sucking of your energy and your emotions and you just maybe feel completely empty and drained and and hey we really need a time to fill ourselves back up and pour into each other and whether that's a date night or going on a mini vacay or on an adventure somewhere like we just know I feel like in with our communication that we're able to say, okay, now is the time that we need to make this happen for us and for our marriage and for our mental and emotional health. And let's make something happen. Thankfully, we have a great support system. My parents are always willing to watch Judah for us. And my grandma is definitely super helpful as far as that goes as well. And so we know that if we need to get away for a weekend or something, that if we plan it, and we, we're we going to be able to make it happen. And it's going to do nothing but good for our marriage and each other. Yeah, I would say that I, I don't think we do a very good job on, like, we're not date night people. Not because we don't like it. We certainly do. But since having Judah, it just isn't something we've found practical. And so we don't do it very often. I'm not gonna say we don't, but I mean, you know, I think that'd be a great thing to do weekly, and we certainly don't do it monthly even. No. So, um, but I, what Morgan was saying, I think we do do a great job of. We'll find reasons to travel. Usually, it's for the business, but you know, we'll find reasons to travel and make it. You know, add a day or two to our trip, and get to do some. You know, exploring of somewhere we've never been together, and just have a good time and, and be a little more laid back. And so, we've we've just done we've found ways that kind of work into our schedule that of things that we need to do already and then to make those you know maybe extend them a little bit to make them a more fun experience for both of us so um once again i think that's an area we could do much a a better job in going forward but part of it is just the business keeps us busy our schedule's a little a little hectic compared to i think a normal nine to five job for everybody and we don't have a family that's immediate to us i mean Morgan's parents are two hours away. Morgan's grandmother's an hour away. And while they do, you know, awesome stuff for us and help us out as much as possible, you know, we can't just call them up Tuesday at lunch and be like, hey, can you be here at dinner time so we can go so have dinner go together? Right. So we do have to plan a little bit more. And so, you know, it takes some of the spontaneity out of it, which is a fun thing. And I think that that's something that married couples tend to almost forget about is how fun things were when things were less planned and more spontaneous, when there was more spontaneity involved. However, you know, if, the, if you know that can't be you, then that shouldn't be an excuse. You should 
plan things out and go have fun and, and do yeah. those things and make sure you are, you know, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like we've gone and spent the night in Atlanta for a night or something. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, and it that's was, 30 minutes from us. And so. it was so great. And yeah. I think we still can do those spontaneous things. And a lot, and sometimes we go on little adventures just like for a morning or an afternoon and we take Judah with us Yeah, and it's like a family, it's family time. Like I don't think all of your spontaneous time needs to be just the two of you we feel like having Judah a part of that, he is a part of us. And like, it's still so helpful for us and refreshing to be able to go away. Like last weekend, we just went to a park that we'd never been to Mm -hmm. and we took Judah and the weather was okay. It wasn't great, but we played and had fun and we laughed and Mm -hmm. memories that we made. And, and I will say, you know, while we're home, like Ryan does a great job of just being with me and he's always he's for the most part always been really good at that. So like I like to watch TV to wind down. That's not really Ryan's thing, but like we found shows that we like together that we can sit down on the couch and be together and be around each other and, and share the moment in that show or whatever it might be. Or, you know, maybe we take a little extra time laying in bed before we fall asleep, just talking about the day or, or whatever. Like we do find time. It just isn't your, cookie cutter box date night time that I feel like a lot of people want. Right. So, yeah, I think we, what we did, what we've done a very good job of is establishing routines that we can do regularly that allow for a little bit of that. Um, I would say our, our weeks, our time together is, is pretty structured. Like we're not to the point, like I know there's people out there that go as far as like scheduling sex with their spouse or whatever. And we're (laughs) not, we don't have like sex on the calendar or anything like that. But, um, because it wouldn't work. Yeah. I mean, I think we wouldn't be very good at that, but if we do have, you know, we know what our week looks like and feels like every week. And so we know when there is time to, to kind of build that in. So we do have a structure for the week that we follow very well. And that allows for that without it being as structured as, you know, three weeks from now, we're putting a, a Thursday night on the calendar to go have dinner. We're not, we're not taking it that to that extreme. Now, maybe that's what people need to do. Yeah. I would say like, if you're, if you're not doing a good job of what you're doing now, then be more extreme about it. Cause I do think it's very, very important. So, and we have friends that that <clears throat> works for, Absolutely, like, yeah. they schedule literally everything Anything. together, yeah. any, like whether it be dinner or whether it be sex or whether it be shopping or, you know, whatever, like yeah, they schedule it and it works for them. That is just not something that works well for us. Yeah, it's not our thing. So routine works well for us. Mm-hmm. Um, carving, like planning things in advance, like with weeks or so between works well for us. Having a calendar that we can both work off of works well for us as far as, you know, hey, in three weeks, I would love for us to go get dinner with so-and-so. Let's get a babysitter, whatever. That works for us. Mm-hmm. So... Definitely finding something that works for you specifically, but not allowing yourselves to forget about it and sweep it under the rug because sure. it definitely is important. Yeah, so I, I guess I'll wrap this up by saying if you feel like you're not doing a good job of managing your schedule and you feel like you don't get to go do the things you want or to spend time with the people you care about, then you need to do something about it. Be proactive about fixing that. You know, If you're trying to make it all organic and just hope it happens and that's not working, then you need to be more structured. If you're super structured and you don't like how that feels and that's kind of made all of your relationships feel too stiff and rigid, then you need to throttle that back and do things differently. So the point is, if you're not happy with your balance on that stuff, then fix it. So For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that was episode one, the second podcast. 
Uh, that's a really weird thing still, but it is. It is. <laughs> it so. is what it is. Years one through five, pre-kid, all that jazz. Adios. See ya.